Hi, welcome back. Tony Steve Vondren here. Welcome to another exciting episode of Vondren Legal Hour. Okay, so we are talking in this episode about privacy, privacy law. Um, this is the California new privacy law that is going to come into effect apparently on January 1st, 2020, January 1st, 2020, California, always legislating, always looking to protect its citizens and to try to make the world a better place. I know some of you will disagree and get angry. Ah, regulations, regulations. We're a small business. We have more regulations. Yes, that may be true, but we live in a technological age now, an information age, and companies are collecting and sharing data like a whiskey bottle at a frat party. So your data, your personal data is being collected by so many different companies, you probably don't even think about it. When you go shopping, you know, all the records of everything you buy, all that information is collected. Now everybody knows what you buy. How about your credit card purchases? How about your health information? Okay, why do you think you get all these ads in the mail? Why do you think you get all this spam? Okay, because people are collecting data warehousing and analyzing your data and selling your data. Data brokers are selling your data. Okay, you go in and, and you give out personal information for a loan. You file a, a loan application online. It's got all your information, all the property you own, everything. Okay, the government is collecting information about you left and right. So what is really going on, and, and by the way, I am speaking from experience, or should I say I am speaking from Experian. I used to work at a credit bureau known as Experian, one of the big three credit bureaus. I think they're the biggest. Uh, I don't know for sure. I haven't followed it lately, but um, we started a privacy initi uh, initiative. This is way back. This is almost 20 years ago, started a privacy initiative. I was one of the... Uh, one of five people in a team that was designed to analyze the Graham-Leach-Bliley Act, the Financial Privacy Protection Act that came out. It was a federal law that applied to financial institutions, and it required them to do certain things to make sure that they're providing notice of your privacy practices and opt-out opportunities. You get your clients... Your people that you're collecting data from, they have a right to know what's being collected, how it's being used, who it's being shared with, okay? And think about your credit reports, okay? You have three credit bureaus. They all have your information, okay? So just think about this, okay? Data is flowing around all over the place, and one of the biggest problems is the Social Security number, and that's why there's been a recent push to protect and to make sure everybody's redacting social securities because if someone gets your social security and your date of birth think about it there is so much information that could be compiled on you nowadays um it, you know i could just talk for hours about all the different information people can walk down the street your trash is actually out in the public for mo in most cases somebody's allowed to walk in and just dig through your trash you know look for uh letters and so somebody can put together a profile steal your identity and do even more nefarious things you know um if you've ever seen the movie catch me if, if you can Catch Me If You Can, what was a, an awesome movie. You should watch it anyway. But point is, 
States and countries are now trying to reel this in. We were talking about this 20 years ago, trying to convince banks and credit unions and financial institutions that you need to take personal privacy of your customers' data very serious, very serious. And, of course, we didn't get a lot of buy-in, a lot of yeah, 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 whatevers. And, and our company, our unit, I should say, that I was in ended up disbanding due to lack of due to lack of business for lack of other words. But point is, it had not ripened it. It had not reached its time. Now, California coming out. And this is actually on the heels of the European Union with their GDPR. They're taking steps to protect the data. Uh, overseas in Europe, they, they take data privacy much more serious than we do here in the United States. But I think this is a great first act by California to say, if you're doing business in California, whether you're collecting data from California persons or, or what, you need to make sure you have reasonable security practices. You need to make sure you have reasonable privacy practices. You need to make sure you're following your privacy policy. You need to make sure you have a privacy policy. You need to make sure that you're collecting data that the customer is aware of. And some other things. So I'm going to go over this real quick. This is general information, not legal advice. But I wanted you to be one of the first to hear about this new law coming out. That's what Attorney Steve does, brings you the breaking, the breaking news. So this is the CCPA. It's going to go into effect January 1st, 2020. I do understand that there could be some um, adjustments to it. So this may not be the final version of the law. As most people know, the law does evolve and, you know, lobbyists get in there and all kinds of things happen. There's an old saying, don't, in law and in sausages, just don't ask how they're made, okay? It's the same thing here. So this law right now is, is from what I understand, it's led by internet providers, tech startups, Silicon Valley companies. I believe this will be a boon for the security consulting business. That's my two cents, okay? Yes, there will be some lawyer activity as there is a limited right to a private cause of action. I'll go over that in a second. But I think this is going to be a big boon to security consulting companies, data protection companies, and um, companies that work in the area of data protection. Those are your data security companies, your security consultants, companies that build data rights infrastructure. And what that is going to mean is basically you're going to have to find a way to give your clients access. This is the big thing we fought about 20 years ago, access. People have the right to access, know what's being collected, and access the data that you're collecting, okay? And this is what everybody fought because everybody said, oh, it's going to cost too much money. That's going to be too hard. Our sales is collecting one, our sales department's collecting one thing. Our accounting is collecting another. You know, we use this, we send it off to our marketers. The, you know, our website's collecting other things. Ah, oh, it's just too much trouble. Okay, well, you're going to have to go through the trouble now. And I believe that's going to be a boon for the security and privacy consultants. So in other words, 20 years ago, I think our unit would have hit pay dirt, but that can show you how far law lags behind technology. And I think this is a really, really prime example of how law can lag behind technology. All right. So let's talk about it real quick. This could also affect marketing companies, data collection companies. I think small business owners are always the first to get hit because the big companies can comply. They can put the money on it. They got lots of money. The small companies, however, 
they have a harder time complying. So there's a, per, a certain aspect of that that I don't like um, because small businesses, they have a hard enough time getting off the ground and whatnot. So we're going to see how that plays out. Digital marketers, data brokers, those kinds of things. So now the first thing is what kind of personal information are we talking about? What kind of, so as you know, companies just, I would look at this way. Think about a mortgage broker website. Okay. They're going to be collecting all kinds of data, uh, not only cookies and collecting your browsing data, this and that, but they may also be collecting geolocation information, personal identifiers, psychometric data, um, browsing history, all kinds of things. Not only that, but your personal information, your name, your address, your kids, um, your properties, everything you own. Now, so, some things with properties are, are public. Some things are public information, you know, whether you own property that gets recorded, everybody knows whether or not you've been committed of crimes. A lot of times that's um, available, so forth. But the private information, the customer private information is going to be construed very broadly. It's going to be very broadly things that identify people and what they do. And I think that's important because as I mentioned, think about database nation, all these databases, millions and millions of databases all over the world, collecting and trading your data like a whiskey bottle at a frat party. So you should know what's going on and be able to access that information and opt out and say, I don't want it. I don't want you trading my information. This is for you and your company only nobody else. Okay. So, um, Again, if you have a privacy policy, you need to follow it. So there will be um, more companies t helping you try to create privacy policies, more companies trying to create reasonable security measures to make sure you're complying and not data breaching. If you have a data breach, there's data breach notification laws. You have to tell everybody what happened. Everybody goes crazy. Now under this law, if there's a data breach, there may be a private right of action seeking up to from $100 to $750 per violation per user. No proof of damages is needed. Well, people say, well, why is that? Why would no proof of damages be needed? Well, sometimes it's hard to know. When your data is collected, if you're going to be hit hard, somebody's going to sell your information on the dark web, as they call it. You know, Experian has a dark web scan. They know uh, your information gets sold a year later. You don't even know what happened. But if you have a data breach, now they're putting the burden on the company and the plaintiff may have a right of action, even with no proof of damages, because it can be hard to show. So that's interesting. Companies should be worried about class actions on that. Um, the attorney general will have primary enforcement for these. So you will, can expect to see some poster child, some big companies probably picked and chosen after they're going to have some breaches or some problems with what the rights are of the consumer. I'll go over that in a second. They'll have a 30 day right to cure. Nobody knows what a reasonable cure is, or they could face $7,500 per violation. So this is not cheap. This can really cost you what it's doing is forcing awareness on all companies in California and also companies outside of California that are collecting data from California customers. So think about that. So if you're out of state, the state's long arm jurisdiction statute could bring you in. You could be facing class action lawsuits here in good old California. 
pack yourself up, get a spot down at the beach. Malibu is a good place to go, hang out. San Francisco is another cozy place. San Diego, Orange County, good stuff. So if you're going to get sued, be planning your vacation now. I'm just kidding. It's a joke, okay? So at any rate, um, let's talk about some of the rights of the consumers under this new law. So this is, again, what we were talking about 20 years ago, 20 years ago. Trying to tell companies, get ready, it's coming, it's coming. Well, they didn't want to do anything. Now they may have to revamp their whole system. We were trying to get them to revamp their system way back when. All they had to do was listen. They would, have, they would already be up in the know. Now they have to run around, probably look at creating new infrastructures that protect the rights of the consumers under this law. So let's look at some of the rights that a consumer has. And if you violate these... You could be facing something. We don't know. This this law could be used to trigger a 17200 violations under the Business and Professions Code. So um, even though the specific right that's violated may not be the data breach, which we know can trigger a private lawsuit, some of these others may be used to create a 17200 violation of unfair business practices, which is a whole nother lawsuit anyway. Okay. And if you don't know much about 17200, I'm going to go over that another day. It's not, not appropriate to do that now. Okay. Some of the rights, what do you have? New rights, consumers love rights. Okay. Here's some rights for you. You have the right to know what private information is being collected. They have to disclose that to you in a privacy policy. You have a right to know, um, you have a right to know how your information is used, how it's sold, how it's shared, where it's going. If they're sharing with their marketing firms, you deserve to know who they're sharing it with. So you can look up the marketing firm. Maybe you don't want this marketing firm. It's got uh, triple F on Better Business Bureau. And you say, I don't want my information going to this scumbag law, this scumbag marketing firm. We have the right to know. They have a, they have a duty to tell you. Rights create duties, by the way. Uh, you have the right, this is the one I love the most, you have the right to opt out. Opt out of anyone use, selling, selling or sharing your personal information. What does that mean? Now, it, there's a big debate, just so you know. There was a big debate 20 years ago. We were debating about opt out versus opt in. I still believe people should have to opt in to information sharing, saying, before you do anything, you have to tell me and I give you my consent but this law is talking about opt-out. You have the right to opt-out, okay? So the opt-in is known as the higher consumer protection, but hey, at least you can opt-out. That means you say, I don't want you to share. They must honor that request in a reasonable amount of time, okay? Um, the requirements appear to be you, they have to put a link. The company has to put a link on every page where personal information is collected data collected and on the home page very clear and conspicuous link that says do not sell my personal information do not oh, there's a caller now there's a caller now do not sell my personal information so that is one thing now you click on that you should be taken to a page that allows you to make sure that designation is honored okay so that's very important so companies are going to be able to have to store and be able to connect all the data throughout their organization. As I mentioned, 
you have your sales department, you have your accounting department, you have your customer service department, you're collecting data at all points in most cases. Okay, smart companies have a CRM system, customer relationship management. So those programs, which are not cheap, may help you provide the data, the customer-wide data that you're maintaining on this customer, okay? Again, this is, this is things we worked on 20 years, I worked on personally 20 years ago. Um, also, when you exercise your rights under this new law, they cannot discriminate against you. They cannot withhold services. They cannot uh, raise prices on you. There's no discrimination. And that, again, I think it may be grounds to trigger something under a 17200 or possibly bootstrap that under one of the discrimination laws. It's very interesting. We'll see how that plays out. You can check the, the code, section 1798.125. So that may uh, breathe life into discrimination practices for lawyers around the country. Who knows? Around the, the state, I should say. Um, what else? You have the right to access. Again, access your personal information. So you can say, hey, I want to know what you maintain on me. I want all that data. Okay? So that is very important. Um, in regards to the access, you are allowed to access personal information with a data request. Okay, you, you are entitled to up to two requests per year per company, and they have 45 days to respond. So this is a little bit like the FCRA, Fair Credit Reporting Act, which I have a lot of familiarity with, where you can say, I want to see my credit report. You have a right to go to all three credit bureaus and seek a copy of your credit report. By the way, if you don't really use credit, you should have consider putting a freeze on your on your. Uh, credit accounts. I know the credit bureaus hate this because they may not be able to share your information, but this can protect you from somebody opening up credit in your name. Okay. I used to be a volunteer for the Identity Theft Resource Center in San Diego. And that's one of the things that's very, very important that I still tell people today. And I freeze my own credit. I don't like people messing with it. Okay. Um, personal data requests. What can you request? You can request categories of private information that are being collected, the sources of that collection. Um, you can request their business or commercial purpose for selling information. Why are you selling my information to this uh, data seller here? Can you tell me what that is for? You can ask for a reason. Tell me why you are selling this data. Give me your business or commercial purpose. Okay, and so essentially, as you can see, you have a right to access the information that's being collected. I would say that this is probably going to be on a company-wide basis. It may apply to your affiliates as well. So, you know, there's a lot of strategizing, a lot of thinking that companies are now going to need to engage in, large and small. There's special rules for the larger companies, the ones that, um, the ones that, derive 50% of annual income from collecting customer personal information, have 50 million in revenue and sell at least 100,000 customer records. So some people say this is going to hit companies like Verizon, AT&T, Google, Twitter, Facebook, uh, the credit bureaus, those kinds of things, data brokers. So um, it's very, uh, it's a very interesting law. We're going to see how it plays out, but you also have the right to access your information and don't forget big, important words, the right to be forgotten, the right to be forgotten. You have the right to demand 
data deletion. You can send a letter demanding the data deleted if they're not deleting your data. Again, maybe that's a complaint to the attorney general. Maybe that will involve to a private cause of action. Maybe that will be bootstrapped under a 17200 or other claim. Okay? So this is a general legal information only. I like it because I'm a fan of privacy. I like my own privacy, as much privacy as I can get. Um, the stuff I like to go public, I like to go public. The stuff I like to keep private, I like to keep private. The CCPA, new legislation in California. And remember, a lot of times California is the laboratory of the United States. They're the laboratory. So they will launch something out. They'll see how it works. We'll see how, you know, sometimes these things generate their own little, little sub-economies. And other times, and then oftentimes other states will either say, we want to do that, or they say, ah, that doesn't look like it works. So there it is. You can find more information. You need a privacy lawyer. You know where to find us, calprivacylawyer.com. Or better yet, make it easy. Go to attorneysteve.com, bringing you the breaking legal news of our times. That's what we do here. And we are a civil litigation firm, offices in California, San Francisco, San Diego, Orange County, Newport Beach, and Santa Monica. So if you need some help, give us a ring. Happy to give it a shot if we can. Again, all calls are subject to availability. We do get a lot of calls. We cannot return all calls, but we do appreciate you watching, listening, and sharing. And don't forget to check us out on our YouTube channel. We're now almost 16,500 subscribers. You can access our videos at attorneystevevideos.com. Attorneystevevideos.com. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. We'll be back. Take care now.